In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, in whose kingdom we have significance. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I will warn you, at one point during this week, I told Liz, my wife, that I had way too much stuff for this sermon, and then it was going to go on for like half an hour, 45 minutes. So if that happens, somebody stand up and give me this sign, okay? Um, That said, um, uh, this is really kind of a a great time for us as a church together, uh, because what we're looking at in this next season is uh, this series called Kingdom Coming, and what we're talking about is a question that a lot of people had of Jesus, and they would come up to Jesus and they would ask him, what is the kingdom of God like? And honestly, that's probably a question that a lot of us have. We have this question about what the kingdom of God is like. Maybe we don't ask it in those particular words, but we do ask it here and there. When we ask things like, well, what is heaven like? Well, we want to know what heaven is like because we want to know really what what the kingdom of God is like, because the kingdom of God is, uh, heaven is a part of that. And we want to know what uh, a good church is like. And we want to know that because churches are a part of the kingdom of God, and we want to know what a good Christian is like, because we want to know what a Christian is like, because that... Christian is a part of the kingdom of God. And so we we keep on trying to find out about who God is and what his kingdom is like through these, these different things about God in his kingdom. And that makes sense to us. Because the way that I get to know about you in in a really good way is if I go over to your house. If I go over to your house, I can learn things about you that I probably would not learn in any other sort of way, or at least without some help. And so some of you have been over to my house, I've been over to some of your houses, and you get to learn something about me, or I get to learn something about you, on, based on that experience. And what we're trying to find out when we try to find out about the kingdom of God is basically kind of the same thing that we're trying to find out when we're looking around somebody's living room when we're visiting them. Or when, when we go to their dining room and we, we see what kind of plates they set out. Or when we go to their bathroom and we're snoopy and we look into their medicine cabinet. And the whole reason that we do that is because it gives us a sense of this intimacy with that person. It it lets us know stuff about them that we wouldn't necessarily know about them in any other way. If you visit my house, there is a Lazy Susan with hot sauces on it. And you wouldn't necessarily know that unless you came to my house. And if you've been to my house, you've probably seen that. And you've seen some other stuff that you're like, hey, that tells me something about Jay or about Liz. And that's what we're doing when when we learn about the kingdom of God. And that's what we're going to be doing throughout this series. That we're looking at these parables about the kingdom of God from Jesus' own mouth. Jesus saying, this is what my living room looks like. This is what my bathroom looks like. This is what uh, it looks like when you're sitting down and having a meal with me. And he's doing that with some people that the Pharisees and the scribes are like, you shouldn't be letting those people into your house. Well, Jesus doesn't have a house, so he's going over to their house, but same basic idea. And the Pharisees and the scribes are saying... Those people shouldn't get to know what the kingdom of God is like. We should be the only people who get to know what the kingdom of God is like. And 
Jesus says, well, actually, let me tell you a little bit about what that kingdom of God is like. And so he goes on and tells them these two stories. Two stories that that are basically the same. Uh, There's a little bit more flourish on uh, the the coin story uh, in terms of um, uh, certain things, and and a little bit more flourish on the sheep story in terms of certain things, but they're basically both the same, and what we're supposed to get out of that is that God thinks that we are significant. Which is a good thing. God thinks that we're important. God thinks that we are so important that if one of us gets lost, God is going to come after us and He is going to uh, take us and find us and put us older over His shoulders and carry us back. Or that He's going to light a lamp and do some sweeping up until He finds us. And He's going to then rejoice with all of the angels in heaven. That is significant. And that sort of significance is actually something that needs to get translated into your experience here. Because this is an outpost of what God's kingdom is supposed to be like. And so this should be a place that you start feeling significant. And if this is your first time here, you should probably be ready for some random stranger to come up to you and say hi and ask about your life and be really nosy. And give you a hug. And shake your hands when we do the sharing of the peace. And, uh, you know, make it awkward. We, we do that because you're significant. Because we want to get to know who you are. Because we realize that that is a part of, of our DNA. Because that is how Christ treated us. That's how God treated us. Is that He said, you're significant enough that I'm going to make it awkward. Because what could be more awkward than you're such a screw-up that I have to die on a cross for you? Let me go do that now. And so what we do is we, we make you feel significant. Or at least that's what we should be doing. And if we don't do that, then that, that's actually something that we need to confess. That we need to go back to God at the end of the day and say, Lord, I saw this guy, he was sitting next to me at University Lutheran. Or I saw this girl, she was sitting next to me at University Lutheran. And I didn't say hi, I didn't treat them like they were significant. I, I need to confess that to you because, Lord, before you, I am not significant, but you treated me that way. That's what we should be doing. And really, we, we should be doing that. And God gives, gives us this great bonus because He says, actually, when you treat people with significance, when you treat people like I actually shed my blood for them and died on a cross for them, when you treat them like they're that important, then it's going to make your life actually better. Because you, all of a sudden, are going to be able to achieve some sort of more significance out of that. It's sort of going to be like if you are a collector of anything. I used to collect baseball cards. I used to collect stickers. I used to collect um, uh, comic books. I used to collect all sorts of things. And the thing about collecting stuff is that you need to have a complete set, right? And if something else comes out new, you need to go and get that. So I'm a really freaky Jimmy Buffett fan. I know it's not my generation at all, but I have all of his albums. 
And if he puts out a new album like he just did, I have to go and buy that album. Out of precedent. Well, that's the way that we're supposed to treat people here at University Lutheran. Because God has brought you here, if it's your first time, if it's your 15th time, God has brought you here. And we actually believe the Holy Spirit has called and gathered you here so that we can love on you. So that you can hear God's word, you can be forgiven, you can get His body and His blood. That He's done all of that. That He made your alarm clock go off this morning. That He got you to Starbucks and that that nice person gave you caffeine. And that God was doing all of that so that your butt could get here and we could give you a hug. Because we love you. Because Jesus loves you. And you're free to do that. It's not this sort of burden thing. And so don't hear me saying, hey, you have to go out there and give somebody a hug. Because if you're super introvert and you you don't want to do that, that's fine, I get it. You've got this freedom. And you only have to do it with like one person. And even then you, you don't actually have to. God still loves you even if you screw up today and you don't make somebody feel significant. But you get to. And, and, and so you get to choose. Like look around. I'm going to make that person feel significant today. Yeah. Not in a creepy way. <laughs> But you get to do that. And and you get to have that freedom in in order to do that. And when you do that, you actually get to understand maybe a little bit of what it's like to be Jesus. That doesn't mean you get to be Jesus, but it means that you get to understand maybe a little bit of what it's like for Him to say, Man, I love you. Man, I want to make you feel significant. I want to make you feel so loved. And when you do that for somebody else, you understand maybe a little bit more of how He does that for you. And finally, it means that you understand that He's already done that for you. You understand that you've already arrived, that He already loves you that much to love you by the cross and love you by the empty tomb and love you by all of the things that He continues to do for you. And that you get to understand that even in an even fuller way by being here at University Lutheran where we're going to try to show you that love too. Amen.